0: now saying I won the election on Twitter at midnight. President Trump does not appear to be conceding anytime soon. W O K D political analyst Rick Mullaney from Jacksonville University Public Policy Institute is here. Thirteen days now, Rick, since the election. One wonders what this week may hold with the legal challenges. Uh, so far, Rick, it appears as though there have been at least 20 legal losses. Where Republicans have one court victory. So where do you see things going this week?
1: Well, I think that many Republicans will continue to give the president the opportunity to make the claims he uh, wants to make, uh, to challenge it in the way he wants to challenge it. I think he has, a very, for example, a fairly good legal position in Pennsylvania uh, with regard to the votes that were accepted after Election Day. But in the end, as these states head towards certification and as the results are certified, there's most likely and almost – surely going to be a growing recognition that joe biden won the election now that's not to prejudge the lawsuits but it is to show how daunting the task is and really if you compare it to florida back in 2000 and that 36 day recount the task here is much more difficult number one you have to overturn three states not just one. Second, the margins here are much greater than the 500 vote margin that we had in florida and third you're going to have to show widespread irregularities or fraud And that so far has not been the case. So it's a real steep battle for the president, a steep hill for him. Over time, on the current trajectory, the results are going to become clear, and, and, and the president at some point will probably have to just accept them.
0: Uh, how significant is the burden of proof on the Trump team and his lawyers to be able to 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 put more weight behind the allegations of fraud and of a rigged system? How significant is the burden of proof when you consider that in a court of law, the burden of proof is uh, pretty significant in order to convict that you're innocent until proven guilty in this sort of a case? How what are the similarities or maybe the biggest differences?
1: Well, it depends on which claim you're making. Some of it are purely legal claims, such as in Pennsylvania. There, they claim that the uh, for the Pennsylvania Supreme Court violated this, the Pennsylvania statute by just dis- by allowing votes beyond election day, and that could be potentially ten to fifteen thousand votes out of the fifty that the president needs to overturn in Pennsylvania. For others, there's a voting irregularities, and you're going to have to go into a court of law and prove to them. Typically, the standard is by preponderance of the evidence. You're going to have to have substantial evidence to at least make a prima facie case. That means a good faith showing a lot of these have not made a prima facie case and they've been dismissed. When it comes to allegations of fraud, very serious allegations, once again, I think most of these courts, when they're dismissing them, finding that the showing is simply significant isn't significant enough. Remember, it's not enough just to show fraud. You're going to have to show that it was significant enough that it would have changed the outcome. And that's very difficult to
0: do. Most recently, a federal appeals court tossed out a challenge in Pennsylvania. Jamie Dupree is going to continue to follow that story as we move through the start of this week. WLKD political and legal analyst Rick Mullaney with Jacksonville University Public Policy Institute. Spring?
2: Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds. Now in fresh...